another uh, exciting edition of Convention Confessional. I am your host, Katie Hunt. And what we do here is we share stories about past convention life and horror stories. Some of them are funny. Some of them are sad. Some of them are weird as hell. Some of them are questionable. And some of them I don't think anybody would believe unless you actually heard more than one person telling it. And, uh, well, today I've got some more stories to share with you, and with me today is the wonderful Michael Lee. Hi, Michael! How are you? Lovely. How are you? Oh, you know, living that life. <laughs> living the COVID life. That's exactly it. Like, that's all we can do right now. <laughs> cool. All right, well, I mean, I was told by Doug, who was on here um, a couple weeks ago, that you might have a story or two to tell me about uh, some things that have happened in your life, if you... Certainly. Um, little background for me: I'm the, I am the technical operations manager for Anime Boston. So, uh, a good portion of my stories anchor around the weird backstage things that happen that hopefully no one else ever notices. Yeah. Um, because that's kind of my job is to to make sure the weird stuff carries through and and no one no one is the wiser. You're a ninja. I wouldn't go that far. You're a ninja. I have a great team that, that play that role much better than I do. <laughs> it is quite the team, too. Like, if anybody's ever been backstage for Masquerade or anything before, it's funny. Like, you go up and you know you have, like, your booth in the back that you sit at with a few people. And then you go backstage and you exit off. And when you exit off, it's literally, like, an entire, like, shield production. <laughs> Well, and that's only the, the the auditorium, the main events room where we do the masquerade and where we do chess and all the rest of those is one small piece of actually what we do. Um, for Anime Boston in particular, I have about almost 130 volunteers wow. um, that report to me and, and play that game. So while there are a lot of... Uh, interpersonal things i'm gonna try and keep it uh happy and fun and not disparage anybody nice nice <laughs> that's the so journey one of the you more... to go on i i accept that <laughs> <laughs> um yeah one of the more one of one of the fun interesting things um 2010 Mm-hmm. was the year that we had the video game orchestra concert i don't know if you were there and uh, saw yeah. that or not yeah i saw parts of that it was awesome yeah, it was probably the largest single event we've ever tried to do at Anime Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a 30-piece orchestra, 40-voice choir, and at the same time, um, what was kind of anchored around all of that, um, that kind of instituted that, was we also had the opportunity to have Nobuo, and I'm going to butcher his last name, from Final Fantasy, one of the composers from Final Fantasy. Yes. Um, to come as a guest, but he could not be a musical guest <laughs> because of the the interactions with the the Final Fantasy concerts and all the rest of that stuff. Um, but if 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 it came out that he just happened to play an encore at the show, mm-hmm. then it wouldn't break any rules. No, no, it's just what he, well, he's here. I mean, <laughs> it, just because he showed up in just. Um, just wanted to perform with the orchestra. It's, it's not that just, just because it's there. Right. Um, so we, wow. uh, how weird. I just walked into this room and there's a whole orchestra here. I mean, I might as well. 
And we just happen to have this 400-pound B3 organ sitting on stage right with everybody else that's hasn't been played at all during the entire concert. How weird. <laughs> How weird. But it was that was one of the more exciting, like the run-up to that and the lead up to that in our tiptoeing around all of the official announcements and communications and 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 everything around that. And then I think everybody in the audience was waiting for the and one more thing moment to happen. Sure, sure. And uh then we got to the end and then he walks out and the entire place just lights up. It was, <laughs> it was a truly, truly amazing experience to watch. That's but awesome. having, knowing all of the backstage shenanigans and wait, you want, I don't know if you're familiar at all with music instruments and what a Hammond B3 is, but it's yeah. this ancient antique organ, stage organ that, uh, they used in the the doors. The doors yep. toured with one, yep. and uh, yeah, that's those are fun to find in good working order in the yeah, Bay Area, or not Bay Area in Boston. Um, <laughs> but my my backline guy was like, "You want what?" And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I'm He's sorry. Like, you know how big that is, and you want to put it how high up on the stage? He's like, "Yeah, we'll take care of it. It'll be a thing." You heard me. <laughs> But yeah, the 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 audience response from that was worth all of the shenaniganry. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So um, yeah, from from what I heard, though, I mean, speaking of main events, um, something about rain. <laughs> so that was two thousand seven, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know if you've seen uh, the t-shirts that most of my team run around in in the show uh the tactical umbrella squad okay have you seen those at I, all I think I, now that you've mentioned it i've seen one yes yes uh they're generally black t-shirts and they're branded anime boston and it's a it's an inside joke amongst my team mm-hmm. um so 2007 long 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 time ago um was the first year that Anime Boston had reached a point where we had uh, started to do rigging in the ceiling and, and flying screens and flying sound systems and, and doing all of the rest of those kind of fun things, which technically is, a, is an entirely new level of intricacies. Now yeah, it's yeah. old hat. We've been doing it for a long time. Um but that year in 2007 was the first year that we did it for reals. Wow. And over the course of, and for those of you that don't know, at that point, we were loading in on Thursday before the show. Um, we Thursday morning is all spent with all the logistics and starting to get motors hung and, and truss floating and all the rest of this stuff. And the show's going just like it should be. I've got one of my best friends is in the auditorium managing that that part of the load-in. And we get to probably just before lunch. They're, uh, they're at the last, hanging the last point. And at that point, it was only like 12 or 13 motors in the air. Now sure. we're between both halls. We're about 60, um, which is insane <laughs> to think about. But yeah, really so I, as it's going and the way it happens is the, the normal lift, the normal man lift that they're using, which is a 60 foot 
it has a, a boom lift that can go up to 60 feet. Um, the normal one that the riggers using was parked over at the BCEC and they had brought in, substituted another one from a, from a local vendor. And the, the gentleman who was in the lift, who's a very good rigger and has become a good friend, um, it was a new lift to him. And in part of it, there's the control panel, and then there's this little bar that sticks up about six feet to stop you from accidentally running into something and then jostling the controls. Sure, sure, sure. Um, well, his other lift didn't have that. Oh, no. <laughs> so... As he was going, he reached a point and he forgot about that little six-inch rise in the steel handlebar. Um, and it just happened to intersect with a very large two-inch sprinkler pipe oh, no. um, that was, if you're not familiar, uh, pipes are generally in 21-foot lengths. Yep, um, yep. So this was... A 20-foot lever that he lifted just a little bit that then broke the the pipe joint further down where the two pieces of pipe were were linked. And uh, then the water started coming down. Uh, At that point, uh, Jared, my good friend, uh, radios over. Uh, something to the tune of Mike, it's raining in main events. And <laughs> I ask for a confirmation and then there is a, a confirmation from Jared. And then at that point, there is a, a call from me over radio that is something to the tune of anybody who can hear me report to main events right now. Oh, no. Um, which... You've worked with me a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I generally don't make statements like that. No, you um, don't. <laughs> you, the, you don't ring that bell because that bell can't be unrung. Right. And uh, so the majority of my team that's there rolls in within 45 seconds. And oh, they're yeah. scattered all over the building. Sure, sure, sure. Be- because this is... The, they're on the last stage before everything starts to fly up. So all the lights are in place. All the, the audio's starting to be laid out. The stage is in place. Like mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. in now there is this torrent of water coming down. Oh, no. So we quickly push all of the equipment, get ev- all of the equipment cleared out, get the floor, get the stage. It was on wheels at that point get the stage pushed out of the way, get all the truss tied back and in everything. And, and the poor stage hands are looking at it coming in and like, this isn't supposed to happen. Um, And then it continues to pour. We get the building engineers show up and the, the housekeeping people come in and the, the water continues to fall out of the ceiling. Well, normally you would think there's a water shutoff that sure. you can get to, right? right. Um, well, the, the Heinz was built in the mid-70s. Mm-hmm. They had never exercised the valve <laughs> for the sprinkler shutoff. Of course not. Why would they have? That's silly. And they had never exercised the valve that was the main water shutoff for the building. 
no. They had never exercised the valve at the curb. Where was the shutoff for this water? Uh, it was actually the municipal shutoff further upstream for them to <laughs> shut that off, let the water pressure die down, uh-huh. and then they could go up and patch, and this is now 60 feet in the air, patch the pipe. <laughs> Meanwhile, all of this is happening. Like, it's our auditorium. This is main event, or opening ceremonies is 10 a.m. on Friday morning. Like, right. that is... That is a thing that cannot change. Nope. And so I've got I've got the the building management and the and our event um, coordinator Katie at the time. Um, they're all trying to. Everyone is like, "This is something we've never dealt with. We'll figure it out. We'll make it work. And what can we do?" And I was like, in the the rigging supervisor at the time, who's now a very good friend of mine. Um, mostly because of the outcome of this particular event. Um, I was like, all right, whenever this gets done, I have to have this room ready for opening ceremonies tomorrow morning. I don't care what it takes. And everyone was there. They were like, we'll do whatever we need to do. The show must go on. And we got, I think the water finally shut off sometime around five o'clock at night. Um, so poured till five o'clock at night, basically. There in and there are there is video of so you know the main hallway that yeah. is now where we do badge chat bag checks and all the rest of that stuff. Yep, yep. There was water pouring out of the light fixtures. Oh no! <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so. Oh, no. Yeah, that all of that is happening, and we finally get the water shut off. The crew comes back from a meal, and they're like, "All right, here we go. Head down." I think they work till one or two in the morning to get the room built and the chairs set and all of the rest of those things. Um, and then they were done by two. My team got about four hours of sleep, came in, rehearsed opening ceremonies, and no one knew the wiser. Yeah, no, I mean, I went to 2007, and you would have never known that there was a small waterfall uh, problem. It was, uh, I've got some pictures that um, I'm not allowed to have. Um, It was a little more than a small waterfall. (laughs) I was being generous. (laughs) Oh, and and the other thing is, is they had never flushed this pipe system. Oh, stop. No, no. 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 Yeah, I didn't know water could be black. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, since it hadn't ever been touched probably since the 70s. Yeah, yeah. Well, and this is a sprinkler pipe. It's a dead end. It doesn't flow. It's not like, it's not, it's in just for everybody's interest. It's not the same water system. It does the water fountains in the bathrooms right, and right. all of the rest of that. It's a completely different system. Oh, Can um, you imagine but, like just not like the waterfall situation, but like being in a fire situation and just black water going everywhere. To I think it, I think at that point you're less worried about the black water and more worried about the fire. Um, one would hope. Just, oh. One would hope. One would hope. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, no, that was in. So the next year I did a commemorative t-shirt in 2008. <laughs> um, and that is the Tactical Umbrella Squad, um, which is what 
the technical department kind of has adopted as its logo. And now it's a, it's a big deal. I have either a local or friend artist and they do the art and it's a custom art generally anchored around our theme for a given year. So we, uh, and that becomes my gift to the team at the end of the show. That's amazing. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Another, another, uh, you don't know this happened story, uh, was probably 2009, maybe 2010, um, Saturday morning. So I go in my normal pattern Saturday morning is I'll go in at 6.30 or 7 o'clock in the morning and get my team spun up and watch the convention come to life, which is a if you are ever up that early and you have the ability to physically feel a convention come to life, it's, it is probably one of the most emotional experiences I've ever had. Um, but one day, the, it was Saturday morning, so it was probably before registration opened. I knew that much. Mm-hmm. Um, I was walking down that main hall. And the treasurer of the organization at the time comes out and goes, Mike, we've got a problem. And like, I'm just walking out to like watch the the nerd the flood of nerds come in through the front door like it's i'm like what what is it what 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 happened and he's like we can't get into the safe that has all of the registration money in it for all of the change for registration that's supposed to open oh no (laughs) and at that point we were using like a a home depot safe the For those of you that don't know, uh, conventions run on shoestrings and bailing wire. Um, And it was this concrete safe in it in the the batteries that died in it or whatever. Anybody who's ever dealt with one of those things, they're evil. Um, And so my treasurer, who I love him to death at the time, he was like, I have no idea how to deal with this. This is beyond my capability to deal with. And so I'm like, okay. Fine. Problem. Let's find a solution. I continue. I In my head, I go through the, all right, I'm in Boston. The Boston Police Department, I'm sure, have dealt with safes that they can't open before. Right. Let's start there. So I start calling friends, and one of my greatest strengths is the contact list in my phone book. I eventually find somebody who's a friend of a friend of a friend who's a dispatcher in Boston, in Boston for Boston PD. Um, and they set me up with a company and I was like, this is the weirdest question you'll ever had. I need a safe cracker. <laughs> Cause you don't just go to the yellow pages and look. No, that no, up. there isn't like, <laughs> stuff like I break into safes for a living. It's like, oh, yeah, they, okay. they don't, they don't advertise those no. things. So I, I get through it. I find a guy that's on call that's, that is recognized, licensed, and bonded in the city of Boston in the state of Massachusetts. So it's Doesn't have an ankle on, bracelet. Yeah, nobody with an ankle bracelet. Um, <laughs> get him in, and he looks at this safe, and he's like, okay, do you need it to work after I'm done with it? 
I'm we me and me and a couple other the people that are there and we're like, no, we need the money that's inside of it so we can go get like eventually we had found enough cash to go open registration while this is happening because it's now ten or eleven o'clock by the time I finally get the guy in. And he's like, Okay, it's not gonna be in one piece when I'm done. And about 15 minutes later, he basically cuts the top of the safe open, pries the roof, pries the door open. And then he's like, all right, here's my bill. (laughs) Hang on, let me just reach into the safe. (laughs) Yeah, reach into the safe. Here's the money. Yeah. Hang on. Here you go. After that, we we got his card and now we rent safes from his company for the express purpose of the convention. Hey! <laughs> Lessons learned. Pretty much. Oh my gosh. Yeah, those, the Home Depot safes, I had one, and I ended up, like, it wasn't, like, one of the big ones, it was, like, one of those little, like, kind of fireboxy ones. Yep. And uh, we ended up, I had to get a car registration out of it from my mom's house. She goes, well, that thing hasn't opened in years. I'm like, challenge accepted! <laughs> Took a flathead screwdriver and a mallet and just wailed it open. I was like, yeah. yeah. Fire safes are not secure. Like, no. they are literally a plastic sh- or a, a metal sh- metalish sheet and filled with concrete. Yep. Yep. So much. Yep. Wow. They, uh, yeah. They are not not a thing to really keep people out. They, they no. deter people. <laughs> but I wasn't about to be seen cranking in on a safe in the middle of the convention floor. Just, just in the corner, like, bam, bam. <laughs> kind of like an Excalibur thing, like, he who gets this safe open gets anime Boston registration for life. Yeah. <laughs> Excalibur <laughs> the entire day. <laughs> That'd be, oh. that was, yeah. Little, the little things, and in reality, it's one of the things I love about anime Boston and the team that that is, that is there is no one maybe registration opened a little bit late but no one knew all of this no one in the rest of the convention knew this was happening just this little team that got together to to make the project make the make the problem go away yeah no i mean you I said like i've been to anime boston since 2004 um, I wanted to go to 2003, but I was in a show at the high school, ran the same weekend, so I couldn't go to the very first anime boss. Well, odds are you couldn't have gotten it in anyway, so. Right, right. I mean, <laughs> if I had gotten there, it would have been like, nope. <laughs> um, but I mean, of all the years that I went, there was only like probably one year where it was like a very evident problem. I think you know what I'm referring to. Oh um, yeah, 2008, Lion Con. Yes, Lion Con, yes. I mean, they said that that's the most <laughs> infamous thing in anime Boston, because otherwise you would never know. Like, you walk through that convention and everything seems like smooth as hell honestly like and he said even working there now it's like i'm working behind the scenes with the um with the cosplay staff and the masquerade staff and i mean we have our hiccups here and there but i mean we run us we run a smooth show like with the help of your tech staff obviously because we would be nothing without them <laughs> honestly like would be nothing without them well, um, and, and there's and there's one thing that my team is very uh aware of is the fact that the show starts when the show is supposed to start. I don't think in the main events rooms anyways, in the large events rooms and auditorium, Paul D in the, the, uh, the ballroom. Um, if the show starts at seven o'clock, it's going to start at seven o'clock. There's none of this shenaniganry that other events potentially have of the show, not starting when it's supposed to. Right. Right. It is. It's like, it's a very well oiled machine in there. Um, 
<clears throat> but yeah, no, it's just, yeah, like I said, like, you would just be, I feel like as a team, like Anime Boston in general, we just make it so it's like you walk through there as a, like a person just going to the convention, you'd be like, wow, like everything's starting and wow, it doesn't really seem like there's that much, like, you know, nothing's really going on and behind the scenes we're just like, okay, put that fire out, patch up that plate that's <laughs> out black water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, and, and, forms go. <laughs> and in reality, like, I love Anime Boston. I love the attendees and the community that we have there. But you would never really know that there's over, I think we're over 500 volunteers putting that show together. Yeah. I've been in the room. Is... I've been in there at the Thursday meeting. <laughs> the Thursday. Meeting room only. Hands. Yeah. The, you the one. And even at that point, that's not all of the staff. Yeah. And in, in for those that don't know, Thursday, we have an all-hands staff meeting Thursday night after almost everybody is, is done and the show is built. But the guest relations department isn't there. Registration isn't there. Um, some of my tech staff are still working at that point. Like, And for those of you that know, the we hold the, the all-hands meeting in the the ballroom C up in the in the Hines and that room seats almost 900 people so it's it's terrifying yeah but one of my most so 2008 line con everyone from the public knows what happened there <laughs> yep <laughs> giant lines all the rest of that which in our defense in our statement after the fact we said we will fix this and since then, we have never had a problem. Never. Um, no, not once. No, you definitely, you guys showed up after it. I mean, like I said, it was one of those situations where it's just, it was out of your control. You know, it wasn't, well, like, it wasn't, it wasn't. I, I won't, I won't disparage other people's. It was a mistake that we had made and we owned it and we fixed it. Um, but meanwhile, Friday morning during all of that, Friday afternoon, we had the pillows playing upstairs. Right. So... We had, and that was a big deal concert for us. That was yeah. our first really big rock act that we had had. Um, and all of our security staff were managing the massive line. And I've got a rock show happening <laughs> upstairs. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was fun. That was a project to get through. And much, many memories were made at that point. But yeah. one of my most treasured memories from that year is operationally as the exec board during the show every day we have a board meeting mm -hmm. more just to to see what happened to see what's coming and what challenges we might have in the next 12 to 24 hours um and it's really just for the for us as leaders of the event to make sure we're all on the same page moving forward well line con happened and registration finally clears the line at midnight or one o'clock in the morning. We still have to have this meeting. So instead of having it in on the high crystal tower, sipping champagne and drinking whiskey, um, which we've never done, but <laughs> we actually, as a board, like our chairwoman, Andrea at the time, was nose down in registration. She was down there trying her best to make sure it was going right. So we had our executive meeting in registration, filling con bags. 
senior leader, the entire senior leadership of the convention sitting around a table talking about what happened, what's next, filling con bags for the next day. <laughs> That's awesome. It's one of the one of the more more pleasant memories I have from that. Yeah. No, 2008, <clears throat> excuse me, despite, I mean, all of that, it was kind of, I mean, like I said, I think it was kind of funny as a person going to it because I went on Thursday. I've always been a go on Thursday and get my badge ahead of time person. And Thursday night, it wasn't a problem. Like, I mean, we waited a little bit, but it wasn't as like big as the Friday that everybody waited in, obviously. And um, I just remember I had my badge and my friend had his badge and we went as uh, Trunks and Piccolo. And I made a whole Piccolo costume for him. <laughs> and because people were lined up and stuck in line, it was almost like you were walking a red carpet at like a big event because he'd be walking along and people would just be like, wait, stop, picture. So it was just like the sea <laughs> of like cameras going off. And it's just like, to me, it was, it was one of those moments where I'm like, you know, honestly, I feel like, yeah, it's a really neat costume, but if people hadn't been like stuck here, I don't think as many people would have seen it. So we're like, there's like the positives that come out of it too, you know? Oh yeah. And like, he definitely deserved it. He looked, he looked amazing in that costume. It was like my friend Rise is tall. He's like six, four dressed up like a Namek with like the full on like arm pads and everything. It was crazy. That's awesome. It was awesome. That's, that's, that's some of the fun, fun stuff that happens yeah. at the show. Yeah, and that's just one of those situations. Like, I mean, we get upstairs, and, like, it's more clear upstairs because the line's all downstairs, and people are just like, holy crap. <laughs> like, yeah, if you, were, if you were upstairs, you didn't know anything was happening. Yeah, it was a whole different world. <laughs> it was. It's, like, it's, it's so funny. And that's kind of the Heinz, too. It's, like, the different levels that you go on in that convention center. It's kind of, like, a whole different experience for Anime Boston. Like, you know, like, everything's registration and, like, business downstairs in the dealer's room, and then you head up one more floor, and suddenly it's like, entertainment! <laughs> and then and then upstairs the third floor i don't even really know what's on the third floor anymore like what's it's like art show and panels no right? video games is video games is up there ah, right um, right we do we have some of our panel rooms the video game i'm sure patrick will be very mad at you for not realizing his room is up there okay well i um, never make it to the third floor <laughs> very rarely <laughs> I very rarely make it up there too, which is right. terrible. But um, <laughs> I have people to deal with that. <laughs> uh, oh, awesome. No. Well, Mike, thank you, Michael. Thank you so much for you know stopping by. I appreciate it. Um, like I said before, if there's anything you'd like to promote, uh, now's the time to do it. Well, I I keep a fairly low profile, but uh, keep Anime Boston in your thoughts, and hopefully next year we'll be back full force. Yeah, honestly, like I really think next year, next year's our year. <laughs> it's going to happen, guys. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again, everybody, for listening. Michael, thanks again for showing up. And uh, we will see you in the next episode. Bye, guys. Take care.